0: All
1: right. you, you, I, you remember when they asked that, that girl uh, that she was testifying? She goes, "Show my notes." Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Here's
1: my notes.
0: Yeah. What do What do you What do you think? A little bit similar to to Sari's notes. He, he probably just takes it and then he just leaves it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It looks,
1: looks like, like Sari if I don't put my glasses, I can't read them. So if you see yeah. me putting the notes, <laughs> if you not, I got no notes.
0: That's a trick to to see if you're. uh if you're if you're reading or not all right all right guys uh anto your your stream your 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 camera looks good uh, everything uh,
2: looks good what do you think Who do you think you're talking uh, to you uh, there's there.
1: something there's something wrong there's too much red there
2: <laughs> that's what happened you want me to uh, to make it black and white so to it for you to be to be happy
1: No, the, the already... cover there put it
2: put it black. No, let it be let it be it's red is good
0: and and red finally the audio is looking good, everything is looking good. I, I think we're ready to start the podcast. What do you think?
3: We're ready, Antonio. Oh, is that oh. a culture shirt? Where'd you get that from?
2: No, that's my, my Christmas present from my wife, AC Milan. The culture okay. shirt, yeah, the one not, not the culture, the one on the middle. Oh, this yes. one here, I just got it today. I oh, just yeah. got it on the mail. I got it today. It's a it's new, an one.
3: Old Ooh. yeah, yeah. So it was the bootleg one on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it's not guys welcome back to the podcast I'm seeing everybody uh joining in to the live stream I think this this feels more like the first time that we've gotten everybody back uh fully because we're not running into complications I, I, as of yet everything is looking really good Michael great job working with Antonio to make sure that he knew how to plug in his earphones Anton
4: Anto was teaching me Anton knows more about the stuff than we do so. oh really yeah. <laughs>
3: I can tell. <laughs> <gonna say> <laughs>
0: Anthony, don't touch anything. Everything is great. I know. <laughs> I, I see guy. you. I see, I you see a worried. lot of chats on the side over here. Lukaku <laughs>
2: and then uh, uh, oh, no what's he... up? IFTV, Forza I'm Inter. Supposed... Yeah, Thank he's, you. you
1: Anthony, you, you look
2: like
3: the post that they just post about the Ciao, weekend. Ciao, ragazzi. Saluti you di was, on, Saluti di
2: Svezia. I I'm popping careful. up on the right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, trolls. yeah. Be, be, be careful. careful. Yeah, be careful reading the comments. Don't read everybody's comments, okay? All right, all right. all
2: Yazan is here too. <laughs> my friend Yazan. Hey, Yazan, how are you? <laughs> hey. Why don't you tell everybody who Yazan is? Oh, Yazan is one of my best friends from Jordan. Listen, this guy here, he's crazy. <laughs> Yazan, <laughs> listen, Yazan is one of the biggest AC Milan fan. And he put as a ringtone, one of the songs that I sang, I'm not sure which one, and he's the using Campo that Basso. as a ringtone. Which one?
0: The Campobasso. The Campobasso. Oh, oh no way.
2: So anyway, anyway Yadzan is a good kid. He's been invited over here to New York, and him and I, we're gonna go watch the Derby in Milano one of these days after the COVID. We're gonna watch the Inter Milan against AC Milan. We know we're gonna kick their ass so badly, and then we're gonna go out and celebrate, okay? Is that is that you watching
1: Australia on the on the watching right now? Wow,
2: who you watching Australia? I am watching it too. I am watching the U.S. Open. I mean the Australia Open.
0: For the for the people who didn't hear the the song, can you give us a little rendition no, of, of so no, they're they're the, oh. I don't even remember in the first place. Come on. Oh, you remember
4: you can make we'll a new one up. Then. Let's go. What was
2: it? What was it? I don't just you have to play it for me. Ale, I don't even remember.
4: Campo
2: basso Ale, right? Mm. No, Yeah. Uh, like that. I
4: you know it. Come on.
2: But listen, come on. Let, let's do this after the fact because we're gonna talk about Campo basso Okay, we can okay, then okay. I'll see it for you.
0: So, so for the people, we'll tell them to stick around because then, then you'll sing the Cabo Basso song. Is that right? You got that right. Yeah. Okay, guys. I think I think uh, I think it's time to to start our podcast. Uh, we've got plenty of people uh, live in the chat. Thank you for everybody that is joining. Thank you for uh, working with us through technical problems and a lot of exciting times. We had uh, an action-packed seria that obviously uh, concluded this weekend with lots of talking points. Anything, lots of fights that we're going to be having on this podcast. Before we get into all that, I do want to let everybody know, uh, which could be no, we won't make it our first topic. We'll save it for a little bit. But Inter against Juventus is tomorrow, the return leg of the Coppa Italia, which is going to be a very, very exciting match. Juventus obviously have the upper hand with the two away goals and having won that first game, but Inter's still in it. And we will be live for this match. And we've got a very special guest. That's going to be just like we're, we're doing right now. We are going to have Enoch, uh, Balotelli's brother, coming in live during the stream. So he will be with us before the match, about 20 minutes before, to talk about the game, get his opinion. Uh, you guys will have the opportunity to ask him questions. He will also join us at halftime and then at full time. Uh, so I think it's going to be an action-packed show We'll get his reactions to everything that's happening and get his perspective on things. The The decision that we have to make is, do we allow uh, Antonio to call into the same show as Balotelli's brother? It's up to I, you. Do you want to be on? Of course.
3: No fireworks, okay?
0: Yeah. Do I mean, fireworks? don't trust I
4: mean, you that Anto, much. We know you love Balotelli so much. or You might act like a, a fangirl over him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's wrong with that, Mike? <laughs> no, yeah,
4: not like that. I love Valotella too, and I can't okay, wait for tomorrow.
0: Anok is a is a great friend of ours. Uh, he's been a big follower of IFTV for for quite some time, and we've always talked about doing something together. And now that we have this this uh, system that will allow us to do this, like we told you guys, we're gonna start. We'll start off slow and then slowly build up uh, with our different guests and how many guests we have on. But I think that tomorrow will be a great opportunity for you guys to ask some questions. We'll we'll even talk about his brother. Uh, Balotelli, and we know that he he also he played he was playing in Serie D. That's right. Uh, so we'll get some information on that. But guys, let's start off with uh, w- with talking about what happened this weekend. And I think we have to start off with the leaders in the table. The guys who only gave Inter 24 hours to enjoy being at the top of uh, of the league in Serie A.C Milan with a 4-0 massive win over Crotone with Zlatan Ibrahimović breaking records, scoring his 500th goal of his career. An absolute monster. And two goals in that in uh, throughout the entire match. That is also an incredible stat which Michael found out for me. So shout out Mike. Club. 14. Cl- 14- Sorry, I was going to say this that I was saying a different one. 14 goals in his past 11 Serie A matches. What an absolute beast Zlatan has been. And the first thing I got to say before we talk about that, guys, there were some people over here that doubted Zlatan returning to the league. Michael, why don't you remind us of some of those people? <laughs> we're
4: going to say it like that? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I guess I'm the bad guy today. Uh, I think this was when he was at LA Galaxy and there was rumors that, oh, Maldini might bring him or he's going to come back. There's some chance he wants to retire with Milan. And we asked during this certain podcast, and the person that was opposed to it that day was Ludovico.
0: Wait, what? My dad, dad, weren't you uh, against lothan too? What, was he? Yes, he was. He was. Yes.
4: Redeem yourself, Gaetano.
0: Yeah, he was. I don't remember <laughs> him.
2: Yeah, he doesn't Are remember. He? You know why? He's got, he's got selected memories, this guy here. <laughs>
0: I saw, hmm. I saw people in the comments, they were calling out, uh, I don't remember, to be honest, I don't remember, I'm just going based off of what I saw, people were saying that Gaetano and Ludovico were saying that that oh. they were against Zlatan returning to AC Milan, saying that he was too old. I don't know if it's true, that's why I wanted to clear the air.
1: Gaetano, let us know. No, no, I didn't, I didn't say he was too old. Uh, I thought that for one year, it would have been okay to come back. I mean, he's a hot edit uh, in the locker rooms. I mean, you see the, the words that he uses uh, inside the game. Uh, he, he, you know, he uh, curses at everybody. But um, he's a winner. So if you want somebody, uh, he wants to win every game. And uh, he's a leader in the, in the locker You better listen to him. Otherwise, he'll break your legs. Hey, what did he use? I mean, it's not it's not using profile.
2: He called Lukaku a donkey, which he is a donkey. You know, a donkey in Italian, when somebody calls you a donkey, that means say are unasino. That means you don't understand very well in school. In school, when you're a child, somebody tells you, say you un asino." unasino. That means, is that what they
3: called you,
1: Antonio? <laughs> no, they
2: called you. You look like one. Yeah
1: you look <laughs> like one anyway the the, you know by the way, it was not just that uh, the game before he did it I think with Zapata so like, it's he, you know you just play the game and uh, no, I thought that for one year it would have been okay more than one year I had my doubts if he could come back uh, again at, at this level
0: Antonio, you. Your reaction to AC Milan winning 4-0, Zlatan Ibrahimovic scoring, no
2: penalties, no penalties, this time, right? <laughs> You're not complaining, right? Okay. So what, what, what do you got to say?
0: Listen, I enjoy
2: myself so much, and I'm enjoying today myself hundreds of times because I keep saying, I keep watching on the right-hand side of my screen, F AC Milan, F Milan, F, uh, Luka, uh, F uh, Zlatan. You're too worried about I what know. they think. No, I love this. I mean, that means something is working. When somebody hates Zlatan and AC Milan, that means that something is working. We rub it in. Guys, keep sending those messages because the more you do it, that's what we live for. We want people to hate us because the more you do it, the more the better we, we end up doing uh, for uh, the Campionato, for everything else that we do. This is nothing but gravy for us, OK? So keep effing AC Milan and all that stuff. We love it. And we love you guys, too, because you know, you can be an Inter fan, you can be a Juventus fan. We love everybody over here. So whether you say FAC Milan or F-Inter and all the stuff, that's what we want. We want people hooked on this podcast, and we want people hating somebody else's team. So in this particular case, I <laughs> could, could be the one that you guys hate because of Zlatan or because, uh, you know, AC Milan, uh, uh, big follower. So that's what we want. You guys keep following us, keep hating us, because that's the part of the game. So we're going to hate you back as much as you guys are hating us uh. uh Uh, this way. So going back to the game, going back to the game, AC Milan was very slow to react to this stupid game against Crotone. And I was getting a little bit uh, uh, restless when I was watching the game because I said, hey, it's almost half an hour. We haven't scored against those bunch of losers. So they were taking it easy a little bit, the guys. Nobody was pressing as much as they used to. Uh, Or somebody just said, Antonio, piece of shit.
0: I'm trying to block him. Oh, to what? Block him. Anto, you got, to no, stop. Stop. got to stop. I told you before you can't read the comments because the problem oh, is I'm if sorry. you if you read the comments, then it makes mm-hmm. more people want to say that. That's that's oh, the thing okay. online. Well, so if you might call it out,
2: I'm sure the guy's a nice guy, so uh, he can say that. It's okay. Yeah, well, uh, he's gone I'm not now. Bad. He's I'm gone. Like, oh, that's too bad. Come on, leave him alone. All right, I think everybody's welcome on. welcome on the podcast. Don't don't block anybody. So he I promise you I'm not gonna read the comments anymore. So anyway, uh, four nothing. Uh, but it, we started a little slow. We I, I wish that Milan put the game away uh, in the first twenty minutes of an hour, and then relaxing a little bit more. In that, you know, uh, on our case this time Grotone, we are against Crotone We we got close couple of times, but uh, we did not attack uh, with uh, the intensity that AC Milan is uh, is uh, us, You know, usually attacks uh, the, the opponent's team. But anyway, it was a four nothing win. We didn't steal anything. Could have been a little bit more. You know, if it wasn't for a couple of close calls that they were not given to us, one of us an offside, we got a goal that was uh, um, was taken away from us. But, you know, it is what it is, guys, for nothing. And you know what? We didn't uh, score a, against – we didn't get any penalties. We didn't get anything. So, uh, <laughs> it's fine. We are okay. You only
3: got 15 penalties for the whole season. So, That's I okay. Mean, okay. it's okay you, if you didn't you, get a penalty yeah. this time.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to
3: go, but I saw, the, I saw the Milan game as well. And obviously, you know, I think Milan deserved in the end to win the game. But like like you said, beginning, Crotone put up a fight, I think, in the first half, especially with Adam Una- Onas coming from Napoli. Uh, he looked f- exciting. Uh, Di Carmine from Verona was, was trying to do something. I mean, you had a, a good group. I, I think Crotone, unfortunately, last place. But they can, uh, you know, these last couple of games are going to be uh, – you know they they're gonna dive and 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 leave everything on the field uh, to win a game. So Milan were, were able to to break through. Ibrahimovic scored a great goal, the first goal, um, and then you know with a one-two still got it. He scored five hundred club goals, right? 501. Uh, five hundred one, pretty good. Five, I would say. And he, no, hold on, and he also scored the <laughs> the I second think. goal, five hundred one. <laughs> so, you know. Hats off to Milan, but if Milan doesn't win versus Crotone, then you guys don't have any business winning a scudetto. Well, only if
2: so Inter wins against go... Crotone, it's okay, right, Pete? No, with Lukaku took a shot. Oh, when well, you see the shot of Lukaku, wow, what a shot! <laughs> but when Milan wins, it's okay. Oh, that was Cardi. Well, the same thing anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, we like we best. Uh, we're back in first place, Pete, because you were in first place for a few hours, and you were uh, rubbing it in. So, uh, I hope you got uh, you press your reset button and you reset yourself on second place over there. And uh, you're probably on the way to get off the Coppa Italia tomorrow. So I just, but I wish you the, the best because you know uh, you guys have a very good chance tomorrow. You have 70% chance to go through, okay? But 30% chance that Juventus is gonna go uh, and win the game. Or okay, maybe tie the game.
0: I have a question. Uh, one of our topics, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this off to my dad first, since since we just segued from that. They're talking about AC Milan renewing Zlatan for an additional year. That's what the newspapers are saying that he wants to continue. even though he's 39 years old, he's leaving he's leading this team, he's showing no signs of slowing down because he's very intelligent in the way that he's able to uh, play. What are you what are your thoughts? Does Lothan have what it takes to continue till next season? You obviously already gave your opinion once? a year later, what's your opinion?
1: Yeah, I think is uh, a infant- I mean, he stays in great shape. Uh, I mean, I've seen him score goals uh, even this year on a uh, during practice where his leg, his leg is above his head. I mean, this, this, this guy is is unbelievable. Yeah, at the beginning I thought that it would be good for one year. After what he's doing right now and the goals that he scored and yesterday, you know, he comes back and he scores and he, once he comes back the team is looking for him i will give him another year sure if i was AC milan i would give him one more year no problem
2: anto what are your, what are your thoughts you know what i will second to that and if i was in charge of ac milan i will bring cassano back in <laughs> to make the refinitore for ibrahimovic he will score double the amount of goals if you bring cassano back into the team i'm telling you i'm not joking I will bring Cassano back in, even with the belly. Cassano doesn't have to be (laughs) in shape. Cassano, give him the ball, he'll place it right on your foot. Ibrahimovic doesn't have to have six or seven times people uh, crossing for him. Cassano, one to one. One pass, one goal. One assist, one goal. Ten assists, ten goals. That's it. It's done deal. And I'm not joking. I'm really serious about that. If AC Milan will revive Cassano and will bring him back to shape, Cassano could be another one of those uh, "quote unquote" Tom Brady longevity style.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna, I was gonna say. Well, obviously, we saw yesterday uh, with the Super Bowl and, and Tom Brady winning, and we had. It's funny. Antonio texted us in the morning and said, "Make a graphic around uh, Tom Brady and uh, Zlatan," and we, we had already posted it yesterday. We're a little bit ahead of you, Anto because uh, we predicted that that he would end up going to win it. I, I do want to say that I, I agree with this. Um, I think that also credit to Maldini, who's done an incredible job at, at keeping this team together. And if they think that Zlatan still has it, absolutely. I don't. I think that he's playing with his mind more than anything else because Zlatan, if you see, I've said it before, but he's making everybody else do the dirty work for him. They're doing the running. They have a young team. Everybody's behind him. And he's able to soak up that pressure. And only do the running when it's a goal-scoring opportunity. So he's saving his energy and being very smart about what he does. Um, and and it's great. And it's a model, too, for for a lot of the older players to not chase down stupid balls or press when you don't need to press because the best thing that you could do is just put yourself in the greatest position to be able to succeed. So I think that Zlatan has done everything to uh, deserve a renewal. And if he thinks he has it, if the management thinks he has it, absolutely, I would keep Zlatan on for that next year, but we we also have to talk about Hakan Chahanolu, who's not mm-hmm. been uh, a guy that we've always loved. I think on this podcast, I don't think any of us have been crazy about him, but he is. I mean, he changed the match for AC Milan when he came in. I believe the two goals that they scored, there was a, a minute and nine seconds between all of the goals. Uh, Dad, what are your thoughts on on Hakana? How important of a player has he become for AC Milan, who was in discussions if he was going to stay or not at one point?
1: Yeah, uh, I remember last year, and you know, I didn't I didn't like him that much. I, but uh, I said it uh, this year, and I said it again. I mean, he's really becoming. Uh, uh, he's got skills. He has a vision. Um, he's got a shot. So the, the guy has really improved a lot in the last year, and I don't know if uh, Ibra had something to do with it from him, from him but I see him as a, an integral part of this AC Milan team. The only thing that uh, I think they were disagreeing is that he wants a lot of money for to sign again. Uh, I mean, I don't know who the, his agent is, but uh, they they went really high on the
2: uh, on the price. I I think it's the difference is we're talking about a, a million, well, a, a a million to a million. They're not that far off, so uh, they are very close on the negotiation. So uh, I have an inside, some in, an insider over there that once, from time to time. He tells you, he tells me what the situation is and the updates. So uh, they are close, they're very close. With Donna and I can, they, uh, they they're going to be uh, very very close. But maybe by the end of the month. Everything is going to be signed.
0: Okay. I, I think I think that he's definitely somebody who doesn't get a, a, enough credit because even from me too, I was never crazy about him. Like over the years, I don't know what it was uh, about the way that he played that that it, it wasn't something that I loved. But I mean, you can't deny the facts, and the facts are that he's been a different player this season for AC Milan, and he's been extremely important. And and we saw how 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 good they looked with him. So for for Milan, I mean, I I feel like it's one of those moments where you see it with teams where one thing starts going your way and it's momentum and those things start to build. And all of a sudden, things just keep going better and better and better where you're rolling down this wheel like a snowball that just keeps picking up pace as it goes along. And that's kind of like what Milan reminds me of right now. Yeah,
4: I just find it crazy how Hakan like – he proved me all wrong, hundred percent. I think a lot more people too. He was literally like, "Oh, he, he, this guy's a bust. He's not good. He came from Bayer Leverkusen. He's not gonna, he's not gonna. What do you call amount to anything? He wasn't good enough." But all of a sudden, this guy turned into a completely different player. This guy is uh, assisting. He's uh, whenever he doesn't play, uh, you actually notice that he's not playing because Milan don't play as good. He really connects the attack with the midfield uh, with the defense. And I think Milan, it's a no-brainer that they have to extend. I think they should give him whatever the few more million that they need from him, because yeah. uh, he's making this Milan into an amazing squad. And not just Hakan, I think the whole squad has turned its back with uh, with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and what they're doing now is working. So don't so don't change anything else. Give everything everyone what they want and make this season. You know, make the Milan fan dream try to yeah. push the last second in school. death. you don't want to make anyone unhappy. I, w- my, I was just gonna
3: I, add, I think, oh, uh, man, Hakan, man, I don't want to pronounce his last name. Chana Chana Lugu. Lugu. Chana Lugu. I, lo- I love that we're Chana all Lugu. calling him
0: Hakan. I love it. <laughs> <that. laughs> um, yeah.
3: I have to give a lot of credit to Pioli because when <laughs> Chana Loglu first got there, he was playing wide as a winger, and I think he really cemented himself this year at the number 10. Right. Um, he's added so much on the technical and being tactically and being able to put that through ball into Ibrahimovic. And like Gaetano said, the skill set this kid has, he's top. So it's just a matter of putting him in the right place on the field. And I think Pioli deserves the credit for that.
0: Yeah.
2: First of all, I like Mike the way he, he spends money that it doesn't, he didn't make like, you know, we should give him a I another 20 million, Mike. You know, when we're talking talking about Dragmas over here, we're talking about uh, dollars or euros. Mm -hmm. So uh, AC Milan is not paying a lot of money to anybody. We do not have the money that Inter has, okay, or had in the past. So Akan, it should be an honor for him to be playing for AC Milan, okay? So even though it's not going to be getting what is actually worth it, quote unquote, he's going to have to just be proud to wear the AC Milan shirt, fight for the team, and maybe achieve with AC Milan what he has never achieved anywhere else. Okay? So, as far as you guys talking trash about Chalanoglu, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you guys, you started to to put praises on this guy here. You guys were talking trash about Pirlo, too. Okay. Oh, we don't know Pirlo. We don't know how good it is. You know, a good player not necessarily translated to a good coach. No, all of a sudden Pirlo is this great coach. And I've been saying from the first, from the first, Minute that he was signed, I said, "Is the best thing that I ever done yeah. all his life." Well, he didn't do anything yet. Well, first of all, he had a bunch of donkeys playing yeah, with him.
3: Yeah, get out of here! So now, on. Cristiano Ronaldo's <laughs> no. a donkey.
2: <laughs> well, sometimes he can become a donkey. Oh, so okay. Now, now those donkeys have been taught what to do. So, and all of a sudden, everything is coming together for Pirlo. And it's said, uh, "What's that? Oh, it's coming from Allegri. Oh no, maybe this is Sarri style. It's like, hey." Pirlo is Pirlo. He's not copying from anybody. He's
0: How adjusting to Pirlo? the situation. Okay. Can I can, let me let me let me say something because I'm I'm totally against what you're saying, Anto. Yeah. Because go ahead. you you you're saying all right, first you trashed uh, Hakan and now you're praising him. It's actually a positive thing. I, I think that it's more than fine to be wrong about something and then admit when things are changing. It's not it's not oh you, what happened to this. No, the player did something better than what he was doing. At the time that we mentioned Hakan, he was not performing. Now he is, and we're saying, yes, we were wrong about the player. It's better to admit that you were wrong and and change positions on it than just stick by it just because you don't want to admit the truth. It's fine to change your opinion. And and I think that's how we've always operated, even with with anyone. Totally Ryan, to be wrong, just like Mike was wrong about what does Maldini know, we're wrong. We were wrong in this, <laughs> and I, I had to throw that in there because it comes out uh, every week with with Mike and and Maldini. Let's transition to Juventus. I was gonna do I was gonna do Inter, but now that you, since you spoke about uh, Juve, I guess we'll we'll start with that. Juventus won 2-0 against Roma uh, in a match where uh, Juventus. I, I thought they they didn't play great. They uh, again once again had similar to Inter against Inter. They had their opportunities. They scored on the two opportunities that they had. And for the rest of the match, you know, in the first half, they, they did create some opportunities. Second second half was, was not great. Roma, it was really all Roma, but Roma were not able to score their goals and do enough to be able to win the match. Again, it reminded me of uh, the Juventus of the past nine years. It reminded me of they did not play great. This is what everybody came and said. Oh, they didn't play amazing, but they won. And guess what? That's the approach. That's the approach that you want at a moment where for, for times, you didn't see them playing great and not getting the results. It reminded me of that same pragmatic approach that Allegri had at Juventus, and it was back to those winning ways. Even when you don't play great, hey, guess what? You're still going to be able to win the game. I think that Pirlo is getting a hold of this team right now. I'm seeing the the team is much more organized than it was a couple of months ago. The midfield situation has gone a lot better, to say the least, and more so on the defensive side. Chiellini, uh played a great match i think defensively as well alexandro coming back in was was amazing oh my God, yeah. i think you see the the difference that cern key pillars have proved that juventus meaning killini what he brings to the team besides just as a player is so important the aspect of of spirit and, and hunger that he's transmitted to the team so i think juventus is getting so much closer and we, we thought juventus were so much further away then I think that you realize that they are from from being up there with the top. If they win that game against Napoli, I think they're like two points from Inter and four points from AC Milan. Obviously, they got the game in hand. And I see Antonio smiling over there, so I'll let you jump in because you're about to burst. Really no, awesome.
2: I'm reading the comments of some of those guys, but not. <laughs> not of, I'm not going to say anything. But uh, don't say anything. I, I agree. I, I mean, uh, listen, listen. I, I just, I, the only thing that I have no doubts that appeal. Pivlo will do very well with the Juventus, so uh, it was just a matter of time. Juventus' defense was not set up the proper way. Bonucci is not really that uh, that reliable when he, when he's by himself. He's not a leader over there by himself. So you know you got uh, Chiellini coming back, and uh, Bonucci starting to breathe a little bit, uh, uh, you know, with a more relaxing tone because uh, Bonucci trying to to get <laughs> the lead into the, the groove, and, and then Danilo and all of those uh, donkeys. You know, all of a sudden it's like a, you got a pastor over there a shepherd. Un pastore was in italian no you got a shepherd over there that is telling all of those little ships how to set themselves up and how to play soccer the proper way so the 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 game as you said and i agree with that is getting a little uglier in terms of uh, there is no uh, no beauty on the game but it's uh, a lot more uh, concrete in terms of uh, the juventus is uh, going to for the win and they don't really care uh, uh um you know what there is the play so uh you know the only place, the only teams that have really plays a spectacular soccer is AC Milan right now, and uh, from time to time I see uh, Spezia and I see uh, Elas Verona and uh, um,
3: no Inter, huh? Inter doesn't matter.
0: No, Atalanta, Inter, Why Inter? Come on, those, Listen, those guys are a bunch of dunkies. That's that's gonna trigger. That's gonna, that's gonna trigger Antonio into into moving to a different conversation. I, I want to ask my dad's opinion. And one other thing before before I say uh off i think that even even a guy like Rabio played played a really good game and uh and it, it goes to the fact that like once you start putting the right pieces together everything can fall into place meaning if you're putting players in in the position to play to their strengths i've constantly said this i think that the midfield was unbalanced when you paired rabiot bentancur and Ramsey. it didn't have everything, all the elements that a real midfield has. And I go back to the reference of 2015, where Marquisio, Vidal, Pogba, Pirlo all complemented each other when they played in the midfield three. One was the brains and, and organized and built out of defense. One was a hard guy that would put in tackles and win the ball back and do the running like Vidal. And then a Pogba who could break the line going forward, play that final pass, take shots. And we're starting to see that at Juventus with Artur, with McKenny, even with Rabiot getting into there. And you know, it's not specifically a player's fault, but once you start giving them the elements to succeed, they're able to do better things, and I think that's what we're seeing at Juventus. That what's your opinion on, on Juventus this weekend and how the team's looking under uh, Pirlo?
1: Well, once you start winning games, uh, of course, that helps. So even though you're not playing a great uh, uh, soccer, but winning helps confidence, and confidence helps uh, the team playing better. So, from week to week, you can see that Pirlo is trying to put the puzzle. He, he still makes a lot of changes in the midfield, but, the I mean, the defense is is doing well. Uh, the forward line is doing well. It's just a little pieces here and there in the middle. He likes uh, Rabiot. He puts Rabiot sometimes. Uh, he, he puts uh, Arthur. Arthur, uh, he... He carries the ball a little bit too much to play in front of the defense. Uh, but the team, uh, yeah, the team is getting there. The, it's not, uh, it's not, it started to look much better
3: uh, from uh, from week to week. I think also, Gaetano, I mean, the players that Juventus have, uh, do they really, I mean, the coach is important. I'm not saying it's not important, but um, these players can win a game on their own. And I think we've seen that even versus Roma where Cristiano Ronaldo takes his first shot and it's a goal. And they have players like that even in the defense where I think the league is one of the top five defenders in, in the world. Um, so they have the players to to win a game without any coach, really. And I said it before, and I'm not joking. Antonio could be the coach of Ventus, and he'll probably have a good you just said he result. Good results. Right,
0: do you still stand by that? Oh,
3: good God. results. But don't, you know, just saying that, obviously Pirlo... Is, I can do a better, a,
2: coach, I, a better job than Conte. think Pirlo?
3: Oh, okay. I no, than Conte. But I was gonna say Pirlo is a soccer mind. He's he's a genius of the sport. So he knows what it takes. I think he can. It just takes. It's a different way to read a game. It's a different way to approach the game when you're coaching. And so I think to to answer Antonio, not so much that we said Pirlo is gonna be a terrible coach. We were saying in terms of Juventus and where they, what direction they wanted to go in, because a uh, Cristiano Ronaldo at 35, you know, he he's there to win now. He's there to win the Champions League now. And you pick a Pirlo, it kind of goes against what you're trying to do. And listen, by all means, Pirlo could go on a run and and win his and win the Champions League for Juventus. I'm not here, not saying that, you know, but.
0: I like the Are the chances? Say it one more time.
3: What's what's the so, chances of it happening with the, with a, a coach that never coached before, not even in the youth system? I I don't think the probability is that, you know you go on numbers that Inter has seventy percent chance of winning tomorrow's game. I don't think Pirlo has seventy percent chance that he'll do that.
4: I get. What I have the answer you know, for you, in Pete. And the, the point that uh, for the people that were writing Juve off to in the beginning, saying, "Oh, he has no experience." You know that team is still a winning squad, regardless if you put us. they still have incredible players at the end of the day. So if you thought they wouldn't even be competing for the Scudetto, I thought Scudetto. I think I thought it was just foolish that people wouldn't even think that. Like there's always gonna be speed bumps in the beginning, and of course you're gonna slow slowly go over those speed bumps. You're gonna get that chemistry and all that stuff, and it was just a matter of time. Now I feel like. Now they're in that top three position. Now it's going you know, to where the coaching begins. Because those players are always going to make you fight for the squid that though. But it's the small, you know, those small games, those small things that the coach does to really affect the game to show how good you are. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to see them. I don't
0: I don't want to change topics too much, but we'll, we will move on. But I'm seeing oh, wait, a comment. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, Marco.
4: Wait, uh, I had uh, a, a, a response for
0: Bill. All right, all right. Okay.
2: Let me tell you something. Okay. Something that you guys keep forgetting. If you ask all the audience that we have over here, because I'm watching on the right hand side, I'm enjoying myself. I'm telling you, I'm more interested <laughs> in what those, uh, all of those guys they say that what the BS that uh, a bunch of you guys are saying. If you ask all of those guys over here on the right hand side on my uh, on my screen, if anybody re- ever remembers Conte playing, <laughs> I will say the really Read the content. Come I will say the percentage of those people remember. There's a who's Conte. Conte probably is nobody okay. that even. Uh, no, even uh, you know, uh, put the foot on the grass one time. No, like, he
3: only won the Scudetto event. Juventus. He only won you, the I'm Chelsea.
2: If you have to just name Conte to somebody and Pirlo, they're going to say, oh, Pirlo, of course, Pirlo. It's, it's like a player. When i am a different player? Conte never did anything. Was never a different maker. He was a okay. nobody. Whether he played or whether he didn't play, he didn't make any difference for Juventus. You guys, know you want to put Conte? I'm telling and you, on I think you platform. have
3: an obsession with Conte, Antonio. I told you this <laughs> I morning. <laughs> I you am have telling, telling you.
2: Saying, if telling you say. There's, there's,
3: there's research done it, that go, 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 it, when someone has a full, when you hate something, when you detest something so much. The truth is, deep down, him. you actually envy Please. that Listen, person. I think you want Conte content. and Milan. That's what, it's, that's what the whole thing comes down. You're upset that he chose Inter instead of choosing, choosing Milan.
2: That's it. Listen, I'd rather to cut my balls before I envy Conte. <laughs> Jesus. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Conte right, is zero. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Let's get on to, today. we have a, a funny topic over here. Go on. there's,
2: a, there's one first.
3: topic, there's one topic.
2: Let me finish. I know that you love Conte. You probably have some sort of relationship with him on the side. <laughs> Conte is a big zero. <sighs> the only zeros that he makes <sighs> him oh, count course. is very good at getting paid a lot of money. Okay. That's the right, only thing that he's doing. I Other than that, you. if you cannot compare. We made Conte.
3: him lose a comment.
2: Conte and Pirot, are two different breeds. Okay. Pirot is a champions. Conte is a nobody. Okay, Next. right
0: Anto. Okay, so I I I tried to I tried to show um a comment, not that comment. Uh I tried to show a comment from our boy Dan Colosimo, but it went too long because I got Something interrupted that again, uh that that he uh that the comment went away, so I can't show it. So shout out to Dan, our our good friend, uh incredible incredible YouTuber too. He asked he asked a question which was if there was a Serie A version of Mount Rushmore who would be the four players? And I think that's a very this very year? fun question. No, no, of all time, of all time, since it's not the current presidents that would be there. Uh, let's let's choose four players. Uh, I guess can we can we let, let's choose it as a group so that we can move on quickly because I want to go to the next topic, which is
4: Maradona, right?
0: Yeah. Maradona, Bajo. Well, hold on, guys. Input, input. Okay,
4: yeah, Gaetano.
2: Galtano's going to say Maradona, Pelé,
0: uh,
1: uh, Baggio and uh, let me see what else. No, uh, no, how about everybody pick Pelé. one. How about you everybody, know, everybody Pelé, pick, uh, yeah, pick one. Everybody just choose
0: one. No, Baggio is my uh, is my man. Okay, Baggio, Antonio choose one. Maradona. Maradona. <laughs> <laughs> you took
3: five. Uh let's see. I'm going to say Can we get
0: Maldini in there? Yeah,
3: we'll put Maldini. Maldini that's 3.
0: And now we got to agree on the fourth one. There's Totti there's Oof. Del Piero. Oof. There's um who else could we potentially put?
3: Ronaldo, the Brazilian. Ronaldo. R9.
0: There, yeah, no, no, no. With, no, no, no,
2: with, no, no, no uh, R9. Uh,
3: Buffon. Buffon is a good uh, one.
2: Buf- 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 and buf- buf- these are buf- just now. I put Donnarumma. Forget about Buffon.
0: Buf- There's Pirlo, Montolivo. <laughs> yeah, Montolivo. <No>. Totti, <laughs>
2: Totti.
0: Totti. Totti, <laughs> Totti definitely. Totti. If you made me choose, I'm putting Del Piero. If, if you made Mike, who's your last what? one? Totti, Totti. Totti, uh, my dad, who would you be your fourth one? Um, Canavaro. Anto, who would be your fourth? Totti, baby. Baby. Dad, dad, you gotta choose. You're the last one. He said, Mike says, Canavaro, but I, I gave you, we already have four, <laughs> no? yeah. But I'm saying, who would be your fourth one since you get to choose? Since we all had it, we couldn't agree on the fourth one, Zico. Zico. Okay. Wow. wow. All right. Nice. Uh, Let's move on. Let's move on to our next topic. Barella. We've said this time and time and time again, or some of us have, that Barella is the best in Italy. Uh, Is Nicolo Barella the best midfielder in Mm. the Serie A currently? There has been debate. We've gone back and forth. The reason why we're saying this is because his performance against Fiorentina was uh, once again brilliant. And I don't think that it can be disputed anymore. There is no player that I would take more than Nicola Barella right now. Uh Antonio, your thoughts. Yes or no? Wait, first
2: of all, it's not Nicola, it's Nicolo. Oh, Nicola, no, Nicola. Nicola.
0: No, I was, th- I was Nicola. thinking about uh Chirinchone, that's why. <laughs>
2: <laughs> listen, listen, I told you about Barella was still what it was still in Cagliari. This kid here, got it. He had it when he was in Cagliari, and he was doing a lot, a lot of work. Uh, as a defensive uh, midfielder and offensive midfielder at the same time. And he's actually doubling down and working much harder for Inter. I don't know for what reasons. Barella would have just done 70% of the work that he did in Calgary. He would still be an excellent player. But he's amazing me. I will. He's the only player that I will take away, not from Inter, from anybody. Barella is the real thing, I'm telling you. Fair Unfortunately enough. for him, he's playing for those bunch of losers. That but... Is- uh,
0: Let's, let's get that. Let's get your opinion. Before it's we do, the though, best. real quick, since we're on Inter, I want to remind everybody so, that's in the chat right now that tomorrow we will be live for Inter against Juve, second leg of the Coppa Italia. Oh yeah. And as I told you, I'm just repeating this one more time in case anybody new is coming in. We will have Balotelli's brother on the pregame, halftime, and post match show. So make sure you are ready and tuned in at least 30 minutes before kickoff, you don't want which to is when anything. we will be live. You guys will have the opportunity to ask Enoch. Balotelli's brother. Any question that you want, he will be live with us. Uh, Dad, your thoughts on Barella?
1: So, some of the players when they go from uh, a provinciale, one of those teams like Cagliari, Verona, Parma, uh, and they go to a big team, sometimes they cannot, they don't do well, they don't take the pressure. This kid, he went to Inter, and the first couple of games, he was on the bench, and I, and everybody was waiting for him to to start playing. And once this kid started playing for the team, oh, my God, he has become a star. But something that is very refreshing about Barella that I don't see in any other player, the kid sacrifices for the team. I see him working so hard, but not just uh, he works so hard and sacrifices himself for the team. Which is something that uh, is, should be commended for.
2: Well said. I agree with that. Imagine, think... guys, imagine if Barella had uh, even the intelligence of Cassano. This guy would be the superstar. Oh,
1: Mamma Mia. But once you, uh, once you answer something, let somebody else go. <laughs> 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 you well, you, 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 you wait to answer. Let
2: Mike say something. Hi, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Cassano. that's laughs>
1: Hey, he's Steve,
2: me. Slap, me. Slap me. Okay,
1: he's my hand. Slap me. Slap me. <laughs> you bring funno into any conversation.
2: <laughs> hey, I just <laughs> added to it. I just added to it. Okay. <laughs> Take a pill. Oh,
0: man. Go ahead, Mike. Guys, we're gonna, we're gonna see you next in the boxing ring. Uh, Mike, it, 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 even even my dad wants your opinion. Oh
4: man. Um the, the I feel like there's uh, there are top tier of midfielders, it Barella. You'd have to throw uh, Benacer in there, uh, Savage, you have to throw. But if you force me to pick one as a form right now, man, Barella, he's so good. He's on the statue all the time. He's so fun to watch. As a little guy, he fights for the ball like he's two feet bigger than he already is when he's tiny. He's like you. <laughs> exactly like me. But, You're biased uh, in the situation. That's not fair, man. But he's. But he's he, he produces magic. If you see the small stuff he does, he takes on one, two uh, players. He megs a few guys. He, he's fun to watch. He scores. He knows how to scores. He sends in amazing balls, and he has amazing football like you. Uh, right now, um, I would rate him... Currently the best uh mid in Serie a. He's he's amazing. He has it all, I think.
0: Peter, this is obviously your boy. Yeah, I said mean, many times he's got a he's got a beautiful balance of IQ, but also engine behind them. So yeah. I'm sure you're enjoying your boy.
3: I'm obviously a little biased, right? But uh definitely as far as the inter midfielder, I think he's been one of the best signings that we've had, especially considering, you know, uh, we were on the clubhouse with Sabino, and he even said it. He's like, it's great to see. Uh, such a great player one, but also he, he plays for the Italian national team and it's, it's a young player. Uh, his birthday was actually yesterday he shares the birthday as my, my brother. Um, and, uh, he, for, for us, he, he can be a club legend and the great thing, Antonio, he's actually an Inter fan since he was born. Um, so that also is great when, when somebody has the passion to wear those colors and you see it every day when he plays, I mean, the guy is an engine he has six lungs. He's back and forth, running up. He, he does all the dirty work, and he also has an educated foot, which you don't see a lot for a player that does the dirty work. So, I mean, he's a box-to-box midfield all around. His biggest thing was just trying to get more goals, and I think this year he scored a bunch and some very important ones where he scored against his uh, hometown club in Cagliari and then even versus Fiorentina. He, he's been putting beautiful performances, and I think... Based on his form, I have to say that he's, uh, the best midfielder in Italy right now. And, uh, Milenkovic, savage obviously is, is a top midfield. Ben Arcero also is having a fantastic, uh, season, but you know, he, I think Barella for me is, is something special and I think only he's only going to get better with, uh, you know, now he has more confidence. Uh, and also what's very important is he's grounded. He already has three kids, uh, at the age of 24, well, uh, um, you know. He's married and he's anything. kind of, and he's calm. <laughs> so that's, that's important. He's a family man. So he's not going to have any problems, uh, outside the pitch.
0: That's always how do you fear? know. that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he hangs out with you, Antonio. I don't know.
0: That'll be bad news. Uh, oh. <laughs> guys, I want to remind everybody, make sure you like, and subscribe everybody that's watching. We appreciate everybody let's, that's, that's supporting us. Listen, yeah, yeah, I go. have
2: a question for all of, all of you, all of you guys, go over here. how, how much can Barella be doing for how long? He can do all of this up and down, uh, you know, sliding and uh, taking the ball away, playing defensive midfield, offensive midfield, running the defense, the offense, the midfield. He's it's everything with game. this guy here. I know, but uh, how long can he be doing this? I hope they don't wear him out. I think oh, yeah. uh, a, a smart coach should be able to tell him, "Hey, listen, <laughs> i need you to, do, I'm to run. I need you to do maybe eighty percent because I need you to be more prepared on on the offensive, uh, you know, face uh, of the of the game." Because, uh, you know, uh, pretty much we are pretty co- very much covered on the defense. Why don't you put a lot more energy during the offensive, uh, uh, you know, uh, transition of the team instead of uh, on the defensive transition? Because, you know, at some point, this guy is going to get injured. He cannot be running 150 miles an hour for 90 minutes every single week. Somebody <sighs> is going to give in to this but game. What,
3: you what know? about Gattuso that did it? What about um, uh, who's the other player okay. that comes to mind? yeah even conte the type of player i mean there's those players that they just happen to have Zanetti. six four lungs, six lungs that they continue to run for for days
0: Cuatro. and yeah
3: so i mean as long as he stays healthy uh he can do it for a long time he's only 24 antonio so that's, that's i gonna, mean he's got a long way to go
0: this is going to trigger antonio into unleashing i, I want to move on to the next topic before he <laughs> he goes off uh atalanta <laughs> i don't even know where what to say about this they somehow threw away a 3-0 lead mm. that they had in the twenty-first minute and tied to Torino, who Torino at times looked like they cannot even buy uh points. Um, what what the hell is going on with Atalanta? And can they challenge for this uh obviously fourth place? Like what what do we what do we make of that? Did did any of you catch the game? Yeah, I saw that. Dad, did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. What do you think? I don't right, let,
1: let, uh, maybe I should go first because if Antonio goes first, then he goes first, third,
0: fifth.
1: Yeah, I watched the game. So uh, Gasparini <laughs> said that uh, the team at the end of the game that the team was tired. <sighs> Um I don't know I I hate when they uh when they make excuses but yeah he plays uh, I guess they've been playing every 3 days uh uh because it's a pandemic year and it's a covid year we will uh, we'll give it to him that um uh, but something about the uh, Rune and Toloy apologized after the game by because they were winning 3 nothing and they, they kind of uh, um you know, gave up. But, uh, you know, if you give your best and you are in the field and you give your best for the 90 minutes, there's nothing to be ashamed of. That's what you could do. Um, the only thing that, uh, I would say to, to Gasparini is, uh, and it was, it was a comment that I was going to make for Roma that I'm glad that, uh, um, that they worked things out between JECO and, uh, and the coach and somebody got involved and they it made it work. I wish that somebody would have got involved with Papo and uh, and Atalanta and make it work because uh, they they sure could have used uh, Papo uh, in this. Uh, you know, Papo Gomez. He scored. By the way, he scored a goal, I believe, yesterday in his first game in the Liga. But uh, it's a shame because he, he, would, uh, he was a uh, he was a great player for Atalanta, and he is sure uh, right now that Atalanta is taking a step back. I'm sure he could have helped them.
0: Anto, anything to add or,
2: or we Yeah, I want to have a few on. things. First of all, okay, I've been hooked up watching the comment on the side <laughs> that I cannot really comment on, but a lot of those comments are extremely intelligent. I mean, uh, hey, if you're not smart, you're going to be watching IFTV. So I will say almost <laughs> 150% of the comment that I see on the right hand side, people, excellent people, excellent people. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uh, somebody, somebody, somebody. I could read somebody, a few said, uh, with, that mentioned the name Antonio. No, no, not necessarily. <laughs> not
2: necessarily, not necessarily. <laughs> Listen, somebody said, very smart, they said, uh, the scheduling is very grueling, so uh, you maybe we'll pull him out. Because I, I have to put my glasses to find out who said that. And I agree with him 100%, whoever said that. So when you have a schedule like that, and I think Atalanta is uh, suffering from uh, from playing uh, uh, every competition. So that's what it's happening. So you have uh, five minutes of relax, <laughs> and then you find yourself uh, from three zero, three one, three two.
3: Antonio, and I, and I think it was Mike up. that left that comment.
2: It was Mike, no, it was not Mike. It, it was, was Mike. grueling, he said. It. Yeah. It was grueling. Yeah, who's no, like Mike. Mike? Mike who? In the comments. In the comments Mike. <laughs> oh, in the comments. Not Mike. Not Mike. Mike cannot be commenting on that. So uh, we <laughs> have sm- we have smart it. I have to be fan, Not I have to uh, not, not I have to be uh, uh, you know a broadcaster over here. I think <laughs> my, our fans are much smarter than us. So that's why I give them a lot of credit. And I keep reading that. I like this format where I can read everybody. Everybody. I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it at all. You I, a- it. I feel <laughs> like <laughs> you're distracted. Well, no, I'm not distracted. Are you kidding me? Actually, uh, I get the feeling of what people they actually looking for, and uh-huh. then like, I might agree, <laughs> I might agree or disagree with them. But ninety nine percent they're saying one hundred percent they're saying uh, well, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was one hundred fifty before. Boy, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
1: right.
2: oh, you guys a bunch <laughs> of. Them. Bunnies. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, atalanta atalanta re- did relax and then they got punished so atalanta never loses uh, when they, they up three nothing so something maybe physically gave up or uh the con- the concentration was not there and they got punished that's it torino is not in the position to be punishing atalanta no nobody
0: all right makes sense guys anything here or we'll move on to the next topic no
3: i i think atalanta just got caught right they were up three nothing and then they kind of took their foot off the the pedal and and torino have to get points they're in a relegation battle so they were able to score these goals but definitely atalanta you can't give up a three nothing uh you know game and then end up tying three 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 to a torino it's just uh not acceptable and as gaetano said the rune and uh some others made made it uh they said sorry to the, and to the, Nicola, the new though he's so, a new
4: coach over there yeah. and he's actually bringing new spirits Maybe with Jampalo it would end at six zero. Who knows? Come back from three zero.
2: It's it's incredible.
4: Anto,
0: we see a comment on screen right now. Um, Mike, yeah, yeah. It's from Yazan. <laughs> Do you realize that it's Yazan, your boy? Yeah,
2: yeah. I have to put my glasses on, but uh <laughs> another smart question. I mean, can we talk about an apparent <laughs> Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's get time go first before he gets depressed. Let's yeah, get down yeah.
0: first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we had we had this as a topic, and it was uh if Reno will last to, to June. Um, obviously the reports, they, they, Napoli lost 2-1 to Genoa, which is just crazy. Uh, all things considered, but Mike has a crazy Genoa stat that we'll pull up. Uh, but the rumors are saying that De Laurentiis will, will be, it'll be decisive for Gattuso. The mat, the next matches against Atalanta and Juventus, uh, for Gattuso's, um, career at Napoli that your reaction to, to their loss and then to Gattuso possibly being out.
1: So, uh, genoa 17 points in eight games that's more than two points a game i mean it's unbelievable what ballardini did with this team but saying that i mean napoli they had the chances they had a lot of chances but they couldn't finish so um and gattuso is another one he's never once had excuses but he did say that playing every three days it's really hard on this team so that um, one day you need to rest, and he only has basically a day uh, to prepare for the next game, and maybe a day and a half to prepare for the next game, and and that's uh, and like I said, what uh, Gasparini said, I'll I'll give it to him because it's a uh, it's a year of this uh, pandemic here, and you could get up in the morning and find out, hey, one of my best players got COVID now he cannot play. So and that that's uh, that's really bad and that's something that he cannot control. So we'll give that to uh, to Gattuso. But he said he also made another comment saying that uh, he doesn't have enough time to prepare the team starting from the back. And this is starting from the back, I mean, first of all, I mean you you've been practicing now for with this team for a long time. I mean, and, and this. Playing from the back. First of all, this playing from the back is overrated. When you put two players inside your area with the goalkeepers, it's three players, you give the chance to the other team, especially if they have, they're have playing with three guys up front to close you in and making mistakes. And there are mistakes every week. I see mistakes from the goalkeeper, from the defenders. And I saw a big, big game on Saturday with two the best teams with two of the best goalkeepers in the world. Okay, one was uh, uh, Allison and the the one from Man City. Both two of the best, and Liverpool lost the game because the goalkeeper made two stupid mistakes. So this playing from the back is not for if it, if it, Man City and he's got problem doing. If Liverpool has got problem doing it, what do you want to play with the two guys inside the area and trying to? Bring the ball. Start your game from the mid from the fifty yard line. Start the game from the midfield. Get the get the ball to the midfield, and then start from there and build your t- and you only have to go fifty yards to to, to score uh, to score the goal. So mm-hmm. that's my uh, my criticism for Gattuso, which I like. I said I thought. Uh, I wish him the best, and I hope that he does well and that he's a, he's a good guy and he's a good coach. Uh,
0: Mike, uh, I want you to read the Genoa stat. Just before, I I, know, I saw somebody commenting about uh, Spotify. Guys, our, our podcast should all be on uh, Spotify. They're on Spotify. ITunes, iTunes, Google Play, yeah. basically everywhere that you could get a podcast. Just type in IFTV Serial Audio Experience, and you should be able to find it. And if not, we'll, we'll try to help you sort through it after. Mike, you want to say the Genoa stuff?
4: Yeah, so uh, sometimes uh, with the big dogs, we overlook the smaller teams. We, whenever there's a Never good stat, Michael. Yeah, I Never know. Never Michael. <laughs> we, we always got, you know, we're setting out 20 teams, you know. We got to look out for everyone. And this time, it's about Genoa. They've been uh, – uh, you could say a, a couple of months ago that they were in relegation zone, but now they have uh, Davide Ballardini, and they're they're looking like a brand new team. I'm gonna say the stat. This one's from Opta. It's pretty incredible. They said since uh, Ballardini got appointed as Genoa's coach, only Juventus have gained more points than them in Serie. A. Uh, And they only conceded five goals in eight games right now They're in 12th place mid-table before they were in relegation zone So incredible turnaround from Genoa and keep doing good and we'll keep talking about you guys that (laughs) goes for every everyone else in Serie And and, in college in general.
0: Well, they can go for Europa League. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. you can. never know.
0: Well said, well said, Mike. Uh, I do want to talk about, uh, I want to run through, because we, we got a lot of, uh, still a couple more topics to talk to. Lazio are on a six-game win streak in Serie A. Currently, they are the most in-form team in the Serie A. Chido Immobile has scored 19 goals in 24 games this season. That's obviously all competitions. Uh, what a team this Lazio has. And we said it before, the fourth place is, is obviously... Sneaking up on a lot of different teams. We know right now, Roma not going through the best of moments. Atalanta dropping points. Um, Napoli don't know, really know what's going to happen with their coaching situation. But on the other hand, Lazio is steamrolling through and pushing and and making up those points. We've always said that this Lazio team is a balanced team built around Simone Inzaghi, who's most likely going to renew his contract. Uh, Anything to comment on on their win this weekend? For anybody over here? I have A comment about Lazio? Me, me too? Anybody? I
4: mean, they beat oh. Cagliari. Was, they beat them 1 0 against Cagliari, who haven't won in like 13 games. So you expected Cagliari to kind of defend against a team like Lazio. But Immobile ended up getting a goal, even though it was a deflection. Uh, Lazio right now, they're tied with uh, Roma in fourth place. So it's going to be a dog fight to the end. And Lazio really picking up the steam right now. They had a bumpy beginning of the season, but they're
0: looking better. Now. Anto, there's a comment here from Davide who said, Lazio's Lazari is a great winger. Yeah, I agree with him 100%.
2: He's one of my favorite players in Lazio. You know? I know you, you brought no, him up. Yeah. We know, uh, we know about, uh, Masavich, and we know about, uh, you know, uh, all the best midfielders that they have over there. But, uh, you know this guy here, Lazza, is really impressed me. When I see I, the speed, when I see the speed and the option that is given, uh, you know, uh, Inzaghi on the right hand side when he comes down and he cuts into the middle, he goes down deep, he takes everybody off the tempo. He's crazy. I mean, this guy here, it's. Uh, I will say I would definitely qualify for uh, to put him on the Italian national team. This guy is, it's for real. I'll that what
0: we're gonna add.
1: No, I'm saying when you have Luis Alberto and you have Milankovic and Ciro uh, Immobile, I mean you you are uh, you're in the game. You're in any game with any team in Italy. I mean, that's the
2: awesome. great players.
0: Catano, Catano, have you seen
2: the, the assists that Lazzari has given from the coming from the down yeah. from the right hand side? So many cross, cross, cross. Not necessarily over the top. Flat ball, he cuts into the middle. This guy is all over the place. It's and a solid, it's a soundness maker. too. And uh, this guy is fast. He is fast and he's precise too. It's not just the speed. It's the speed and he's intelligent and
0: he's very very refined. He's got refined feet. I like this comment from Chris. He said, "Lazio is the last team Bayern Munich want to play. Their passing can be indefensible on a good day, and Bayern is susceptible is susceptible susceptible, susceptible with an extra high line." Sorry, we're reading from kind of fine over here. I agree with that, and I know everybody's counting them out, and we're not going to come here and say, hey, hey Lazio's favorites against uh, Bayern Munich when they play them in the Champions League, but guess what? In this year, we never know what is going to happen. I have two more topics that I want to discuss, um, one, of it, one of which caused a lot of controversy in our comment section uh, just this past weekend. I think I know where we're all stand, but maybe we could bring some clarity to it. It has to do with foreign ownership in Italy, uh, but before we do that, uh, Ronaldo... Also, uh, constantly just breaking records uh, here and there. We've got a crazy stat that we posted on our Instagram, which was Ronaldo before turning thirty, in seven hundred and eighteen games scored four hundred and sixty-three goals. Since turning turning thirty, in three hundred and twenty-six games, he scored three hundred and goal three hundred goals. That is one of the most incredible stats. I think we've ever made it's crazy. since turning 30, where a lot of players decline. He's literally had a better goal scoring ratio than then. And of course, Ronaldo has always credited in the past that um, as, as a player in his earlier career, he loved being a winger. He loved doing tricks. He loved being on the outside and just providing the goals. And then as he saw his body develop and as he read the game, he realized it's better for me to be closer to goal and be more impactful because I help my team most when I score goals. Uh so I mean, what an incredible uh from Ronaldo. I mean, the guy just keeps getting better and better. I think e- even if you know some of the goals, yes, they, they come, they come to him or or the penalty kicks. I think it's still pretty incredible. The uh, that
4: and he's probably looking at Zlatan's like shit. If he's doing that 39, I was like, I could probably do for a few more years too. So he's looking at Zlatan's like, okay, good, a role model almost. In that sense
0: and it's exactly true because i think that he's also looking at him and they've both been very intelligent in the aspects of how they've adapted their games uh we saw that obviously with zlatan ibrahimovic but now with ronaldo who just turned 36 uh being being the reason why uh we're, we're speaking about you know ronaldo um over there that any comment about ronaldo before we go to the last topic
1: um i saw the goal that he scored uh, yesterday and I looked at it a couple of times, when he stopped the ball with the right and he kicked with the left, he did that so quick that uh, I think that everybody else, it will take another step and the goalkeeper thinks he's gonna take another step. And he stopped and kicked it so quickly that the goalkeeper, he couldn't reach it. I think any other player, they would have done that the goalkeeper because it was not a really a hard hard shot but the quickness that he did it you know and the way that he did it um it, it really uh makes him uh, different than any other player
0: well said so, uh, uh let, Anto, you, let, you gotta let, say something yeah uh, yeah. let me say something you know i mm-hmm. agree with most
2: of the comment but uh, uh ronaldo like ibrahimovic and a few other old players uh, they've been showing that uh you know, with the age, like the wine. The older it gets, the more you keep them over there. The more uh, you you keep them on the shelf, the better they get. They the better they taste too. So the quality of those players, if you have it, you never lose it. Now, just the 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 trick is to maintain your physical, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, your physical shape and uh, to perform uh, at uh, at the level that you are required to perform. But uh, very impressed with Lona, uh, with uh, Ronaldo, almost leonardo <laughs> But, uh,
0: <laughs> I'll push back on that a little bit though. I don't think, I don't think it's just about maintaining shape. Uh, cause I think that, you know, your body's going to catch up to eventually, you know, I think it's also a mentality aspect where a lot of players think that they could still play the same way as they always have. And it's about having that self awareness of, Hey, I'm i I'm not that 25 year old guy anymore. I can't do that, but wait a second, I can adapt my game and still make myself useful and the most useful t- for teams. So I think, the, the greats are able to adapt and, and change their game over that time and not just stick to being one. So I think it's a little bit more than just – of course, their touch and all that kind of stuff is never going to leave. But I think it's more than just keeping up your, your physical physique. I want to go to the last topic because it, it caused so much controversy, and I, I couldn't believe it in our comment section. People were hating on it. Uh, we, we made a graphic which was about um, the foreign owners in Italy and specifically how Spezia is going to be uh, bought – by an American company and a lot of pushback in the comment section about, uh, Americans coming in and buying uh, Italian teams where I was, I was surprised by this, you know, some saying that, you know, Italian teams should only be owned by Italians and that Americans are, are coming in and making it too much of a business and to that i even commented you know for me at least an italian team is always going to be an italian team i mean it's based in italy the the ownership group just being them being american doesn't change that aspect i understand the people that say it's become too much like a business and losing the soul and that that's a completely separate story which which i would agree with but i think that if you get into this period where we're we're not seeing great italian owners young guys like like agnelli don't just pop up all often that are able to 300 Build a 360-degree football club. It's better to have somebody who can build that than to make it crumble. And and I that that's at least my stance on it. And I think that for the people that push back about football, it's too much of a business. It's the reality of the situation that we are in in 2021. You can't run a club like it was 1990. And doing that, you're actually hurting your team a lot more, which affects your club. Peter is obviously very experienced in this. Your thoughts? Because it got way. Way more criticism yeah. than I was expecting. Yeah,
3: I, I think the criticism comes down to <laughs> you know football uh, in the business terms, right? We we don't want to see football because for us, for a lot of for a lot of fans, you know, football is much more than just business. It should be passion. It should be about the fans, about the players. And sometimes we think, oh, if business comes in, it's just going to be a money decision. And yeah, I I I think you know any fan base, any fan wants their owner to have a passion. More than anything else. I remember, you know, you said Agnelli, but even Moratti. I mean, Moratti made stupid business moves, right? If you think about just numbers, but he did it because he loved Inter. He did it because he had a sentiment. His father was the owner in the, in the sixties. So he had such a love for Inter. But going back to foreign investment, listen, I I disagree that an Italian team has to have an Italian owner. I mean, we, as IFTV speak about that. I mean, look how many fans we have from all over the world you're not necessarily from Milan or from Torino and and you don't have to be from there to support your team. So it's much more than that. And I think uh, fans and, and owners can be from all around the world. And, you know, as long as there's that passion. And then also, unfortunately, in order for Serie A, in order for these teams to compete globally, we have to get better and run teams like a business because or else we're never going to be able to compete with the Manchester United. We can never compete with the Real Madrid and the Barcelona. So it has to be run in a tip-top shape. and, And unfortunately, you need money for that. And that's awesome. important.
0: I like. I also like this. Before we, before we, uh, I'll pass it to you in a second. Um, sorry, I just saw. I saw a really good comment that. Oh, right here from Marco. He said the important thing is that a team represents a city, its values on and off the pitch. That I totally agree with. I just disagree with that. One rules out the other. I still think that you could respect it while being American owner. Dad, uh, Dad, your thoughts uh, on this this uh, debate?
1: Well. Uh- uh the government makes uh, some rules on some of the italian companies which they don't want them um, uh, foreign investments uh more than 51 percent if you're not a european company so if you're coming from uh, a non-european company you can only own 49 percent that's some of the government rules that they make but not i guess not on the not on the the teams no uh I think as long as the money that is coming in, uh, it's clean money, and it could come from anywhere. Uh, we need. Uh, it's a very competitive uh, uh, in soccer, especially in uh, in Europe. So I have no problem if it's uh, if it's foreign
0: money. Anto, Anto, we're obviously yeah. fully invested in this with with Campo Basso being close with Campo Basso who was one of the teams that were on our graphic about Maricetta and the North Six ownership uh, agency ownership of the club, your, your thoughts on that?
2: Well, first of all, Matt has shown that uh, an intelligent uh, owner, he, he lets, if somebody's throwing you lemon, you have to make a lemonade. But if you're not in charge of making the lemonade, let the guy that is at the press making the lemonade for you. So well, let me translate this for you. If somebody comes and buys a team in Italy, and then once micromanage every, every situation, disregard, disregarding every technical aspect and everybody that is involved with running the team, for just with the idea to make the team a little better, to flip it like a burger, then I'm totally against it. So, and I agree with a lot of comments of the guys and our followers. I'm 100% with them when it comes down to the you know foreign ownership coming into Italy and then do stupid things. But in the case of Campo Basso, for example, it's the perfect situation when somebody, uh, a foreign ownership, first of all, Martin Zeta is not a foreigner, he's Italian. Yeah, but... I mean, but, the but now... the United States, you know, let me just say, it, please. So, what I'm trying to say is this, you can be a foreigner, you can just put in charge like the elliot group is putting for all of a sudden in charge maldini and company in charge of the team in other words hey i don't know what i'm doing i'm investing those money i love the sport i love soccer and i I wanted i wanted my money to be managed by the best possible people Mm -hmm. in this particular case the elliot group has identified maldini to be the person to run the team okay so it on the inter side in the inter side they they uh they put Pal- uh, marotta and they put uh, conte in charge of the team. Mm-hmm. so if you're coming in with the attitude that you want to buy and flip then you're going to end up losing and making the sports and the ownership per se a bad situation Agreed. but if you're coming in because you want to improve the team and because you're at tifoso because we have a lot of people look ac milan has got a lot more followers outside italy than we have in italy a lot, I think, that ninety percent of the Chinese in China they follow, the low AC Milan.
0: A lot. I don't know where you're getting them. these stats from. <laughs> yeah, you
2: You Google them up. I mean, yeah, if the, yeah. If you go to the to the United Arab Emirates, a lot of them they love AC Milan. What so percentage? Why, I'm not sure exactly the percentage, but uh, it, uh, the it, first it, time it, you first know time heard percentage. That. it is what it is. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. So what I'm saying is, just let the people. In charge of soccer, run soccer, and in people in charge of finance to finance the situation because uh, you cannot do both. I mean, very rarely has happened. Like the Agnelli, they're trying to do it, but from time to time, Agnelli steps into the, the the role of being in charge of the team, and that's when Juventus started to get in trouble. Let Pirlo run. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I thought <laughs> 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 yeah and, and the only reason why I was trying to cut you off with that is because people will say that Maricetta still is a, a, a foreigner because he's Italian-American and that's that's what like a lot of the people were saying because you have American values that, that you're not really an Italian that lived there. Uh, but, guys, I think that's it. If if nobody has anything else, is there any other topics that, that you guys wanted to discuss? Anyone?
4: I mean, just to end it off, if no one else had anyone else. Dad, I'd check you your understand? notes. I just wanted to say predictions for the big uh, game tomorrow for the Coppa Italia. Juventus
3: will go through. Inter will win 2 nothing and go through.
4: Mike? Inter will win but not go through.
0: Dad?
1: uh no i was gonna say the last thing uh, that i was gonna say was uh that um the benevento samdoria game was one one um benevento almost pulled it uh, against Sampdoria, who's been playing good and sassuolo spezia the new owners i guess uh, you know they got a nice surprise by uh by a win over sassuolo um which Sassolo is a good team, but this coach uh, Italiano, even though he got a little bit lucky with the two goals, but they did beat uh, they did beat Sassuolo two one. And,
0: and your prediction for tomorrow's game?
1: Uh, tomorrow's game is gonna be it's gonna be two one and it's gonna go into overtime.
0: And who will win? Standby. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Anto, Anto, prediction. I, prediction
2: I want Juventus to win not because I like Juventus I would love to see Conte just <laughs> I just wish Conte nothing but the best don't get me wrong but tomorrow is not his day okay Conte I'm sorry the only good thing that is going on for you is that you have my name so just keep it just, <laughs> all right so but Conte there is guy no business winning the, tomorrow no way
0: guys uh, thank you for everybody that was watching big thank you and i'm gonna i'm gonna congratulate them right now antonio and Gaetano, your setups today were perfect they were flawless i know that this might not come as natural to you guys as it does us so i appreciate you guys taking the time to be able to provide the best quality for the iftv fans and i know we we went through some hiccups but i think we've worked through them all
4: by hiccups you was talking about antonio Gaetano's was perfect
2: (laughs) 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 i was trying to be nice Listen to me. Hey, Paisa, my camera is much better than him. Look at my background. AC Milan shirts, I have Campo shirt. shirts, I have the body shirt, the cancel shirt. What do this guy here's oh, got? Oh, guys, don't you hear that? Yeah, a bunch of bottle of wines over there. Come on. <laughs> hey, just pop, pop one bottle for us.
3: Antonio, what good, what good is it all that stuff in the background if you don't know how to turn on the camera?
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What are <you> talking about it. <laughs> you everybody can see that no even my daughter just texted me said dad you're not a podcaster you were he said hey did you see my bed we do not have beds on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so she said oh silly. my god and then she said lol or <laughs> el <laughs> mao
0: Ma. guys as always thank you guys all for watching we appreciate all your support tomorrow we will be live again with enoch Balotelli. oh, balotelli's yeah. brother for the derby let's see who goes through to the next round of copitalia as always thank you for watching we'll talk to you soon